Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Stories Around Azeroth. We're on episode 9 today. Uh, it's on a different time, uh, airing live over on Twitch, uh, because I've just got back from holiday, essentially. Uh, it's been fun time away, but we're back on it. And joining me, as always, is the most lovable gnome in the universe, one Mr. Frasley. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, and you always make me blush with the lovable, because usually people say I'm the most huntable gnome across Azeroth, but when you say I... lovable... Uh, my... lo lovable can mean several different things. I could love to punt you. Okay, hey, uh, just know that you, you make my, my cheeks go red. Ah, that's it, isn't it? But yes, we are here to talk about all things Azerothian, uh, what we've been doing this week in the game since we've last chatted. Uh, we'll be talking about the Ashara cinematic since uh, Mr. Frasley has now seen it compared to last week. And uh, we'll be doing a quick talk on the race to World First as that has begun today for the e, uh, for the US servers, I should say. And tomorrow for you. And tomorrow for the EU. But I don't do Mythic, so it'll all be about Method and the rest of the EU guilds catching up. But more on that later. Mr. Frasley, what have you been up to in the world of Warcraft this week? Since we last chatted, I have been working on just all my reps, so really trying to get things done. I, I have every zone explored, and now I am up to honored for both. So kind of every day, just been doing what you said, going in and knocking out. And most days I'm able to get in and, and like clear Mechagon first and then clear Nazatar. And after Draven told me on FFL Podcast, I am now doing contracts. So I've got it whenever I do a... Oh, not a good thing? Um, it is a good thing. It's just that they are insanely expensive right now. I don't think they're worth the cost to make uh, get them made. Mine was 13000 so not too bad. Uh, again, I, I don't think they're worth the cost, basically. Oh. Because the, the only world quest you should be doing, if you're doing anything on a raiding basis, is just the ones for your Azerite. Um, okay. Which is all I do when I do the world tour. Um, I don't think they're worth the, the, like, I tried messing around with contracts when the game first launched, but considering they only give 10 rep a quest, a world quest, it, it's, it's not worth the effort that they're printed on. I, I, that's a personal opinion. Uh, yeah. Some people like to min max and that's why I believe some people started hitting exalted, I believe two, three days ago, but yeah. And I for me, I did it because I'm also I, I'm trying to do, hit some of those AP as well. So I I've been hitting Azerite power because I'm getting a lot of the gear through Benthic. So right. I figured when I go in, I try to like hit the uh, the world quest that, that gave me AP. So it, it, I'm up to 48 AP now and up to 393 eye level. So I'm finally you getting there. Getting you're there. Be close to hitting that 400. Yeah, and uh, still pretty far away on the uh, the heart of Azeroth. But then I was because I was doing a lot of irons and alts. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. And once I can fly again, I might be heading back to ultras for a little bit. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah. I mean, if you're sick of the Mechagon and the Nashatar grind, if you're not going to raid... To be fair, if you're not going to raid, I don't think it's worth... Although, once you get the ability to fly, I think it'll just make questing a little bit easier. Because there's nothing in BFA that's on the scale of, say, the Warlord treasures. And the best thing it'll do is help you get around to... Uh, the Alliance slash Horde invasions for questing yeah. the XP bonus. 
and I also want to do there's like achievements that I'm trying to get like some of the defeat these rares so I, I'm going to do a lot of achievement hunting as well once you get flying part of it is I, yeah. I just want flying for the achievement I want to have that feeling because when I do that I feel like the expansion to me it's done I hate to say it but when I get flying at least it feels like I made a good mark in this expansion I'll enjoy the rest of it until the next one and I'm going to love it but I'm, I'm it's kind of my swan song to that expansion saying I enjoyed you you were great let's enjoy the rest of the few months we have until the next one or a year even but oh yeah no we're at least a year away from the next expansion at least yeah but yeah is is it just been the constant rep grind at the moment uh, yep just the, the the rep grind because i haven't had a lot of time to do other stuff but I, i've basically just been playing wow and enjoying a lot of wow and also almost killing my computer by spilling coffee all over the table that's a whole different story that didn't happen in the World of Warcraft, though, Mr. Frasley. <laughs> However, it is a very entertaining story nonetheless. So, today, uh, for me, was a little bit more eventful in World of Warcraft than I actually thought it would be. So, um, I've done Mechagon. Uh, I've, uh, I've done all my normal weekly stuff. So, like, in the two slash three days I've had to play WoW since Wednesday Reset in the EU. Um... I've done my islands for the week. I've done Mechagon uh, on my main. I did Mechagon on my main again today to help people who weren't able to do it during the week so that they've got their vision of perfection. Um, I hit on a level 40 today, so I got a new shiny horse mount. Nice. Um, what else did I Let's do today? I'm starting to hit Exalted on some of the older reps now on the Demon Hunter. Um, and I think I'm like, uh, with the exception of the Order of Embers, which I just need to go questing in Drosvar for, I think. Um, I'm about one emissary away from hitting Exalted on pretty much all of them. So, I'm about an emissary away from Mechagon. Well, Mechagon just get emissaries. But another emissary for the Ancoans, for some of the other ones and bits and pieces. Um, I did other things. Oh yeah, I hit, uh, Azerite, uh, the Heart of Azeroth 58 today. So Nice. Uh, I need 85k for the next one, but I'm sure that'll drop by about 10,000 before um, uh, when it resets tomorrow. And, and did you do the 58 story or that 60 story? There's no story at 58. The next story is at 60. Okay. And 60 is the last story, which is with the rare dragon fight. So I'm looking forward to that. I think I can hit it. I think I'll be able to hit it by this time next week. Probably not nice. by the time we sit down and record next time, though. Uh, but we'll see. You are definitely the one that, that takes that song to heart. Gotta play WoW. Gotta play WoW every day. <laughs> Gotta play WoW every day. Abso absolutely. Um, we stepped into Heroic Eternal Palace uh, on Wednesday. And we got the first three bosses down. Uh, but it feels like some some of the guild were missing some gear slash Heart of Azeroth neck levels and bits and pieces uh, in order to really push Ashvane over. Um, and some people didn't really understand it. I think we'll come back to it next week and uh, people will be more aware because they went and cleared it on normal while I was away on holiday this week as well. So there's that to worry about. So I take it your guild's not called Strawberry puppy kisses no we have not got the world first heroic clear unfortunately Aww. clearing it clearing it in one week would be too easy anyway who who wants to do that eh yeah 
Make it two. I, I, for me, I'll, I'll, I'm going to clear for myself when the, when the expansion's over. No. Well, Elifar's out. Well, Elifar's yeah. out today for you, in fact. Wing 1's open for you today, so... I should jump in at some point. You're probably going to need to up your eye level a little bit, I think. I think you need 400 base level to be able to queue for it. I'm not sure. You mean Azara doesn't want me in? Okay, fine, Azara. Just remember when you actually... If you do actually do it and you get there, like, slash flirt with Azara. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll definitely do it. Brilliant. But speaking of Azara, uh, with the US uh, opening of the Eternal Palace last week... Uh, there were many, many guilds that were racing to get the World First Clear on normal, and uh, the Wowhead team, I believe, managed to do it, and thus the cinematic was revealed, which, as we've been told for the longest time, once Ashara is defeated, we should know who we are facing as the final boss in 8.3. Mr. Frasley, you've seen this now, yes? Yes. So... I was correct and I wasn't correct. Like, we don't kill Ashara, and that's no. why there's a chest to loot. But Ashara does die. So, um, give me the rundown. What were your feelings on the cinematic? It was it was definitely interesting. I mean, it was like I was a little confused what that thing was that was opening up. Maybe because I didn't see the actual kill video, I don't see what they. But like. Something opens up in this this black thing. So the, the main the main crux of the Ashara fight is that where she's playing a game with us for the most part, and the the area that we're in to fight Ashara is literally called the Circle of Stars, which is mentioned by Ilganoth and everything else. And essentially, we are using the Heart of Azeroth to weaken the Titan Chains. And that's what all the pa there are panels in the fight that are used to do that. And essentially, it comes out during the fight that Magni is was used as a pawn by her and Nazoth. And uh, the only way that they could feasibly you get it, uh, the Titan stuff, was to use a Titan relic, which is why having the Heart of Azeroth was there to it because it essentially is the blood of a titan which means that they could use that to fuel the power to break titan chains that's bloody brilliant well it's the shara she is a master manipulator so but yes, yeah carry on your thoughts on the cinematic and and then it was it was kind of cool that that thing released and like you know, something like you you hear like the like the echoey laughter and i take it that is the zon being released um there was no uh, echoey laughter unless you're talking about the big type foghorn when the chains broke and the eye opened yeah um because i think was... i think it was more it's meant to be like the ripple of sound through the water as the eye opens and it's it's meant to be like a danger sound you know because essentially uh this is the first time that an old god has been fully released um because Cthulhu was still is still essentially shackled, so's uh, Yog and Yusaj is dead. So uh, this is the first time that an old god is open. Now we saw an eye open. Now knowing what we know about Yog Saron, because uh, Saronite is obviously Yog Saron's blood forming on the surface, and Yog Saron is essentially the size of the entirety of Northrend, 
Like he is that landmass. So, wow. um, it'd be interesting to see how big Nazoth actually is. I don't think we'll see it. Um, whether we'll fight him or an avatar of him at Nihilotha will be interesting to see. So would you say that Nihilotha would be 8.3 or do you think it's next expansion? I think... It's hard to say. Uh, I mean... If they want to stay true to where the expansion is headed the the story direction is either one of two things at this point it's Nihilotha rises but that means we are definitely going to fight Nazoth or we deal with Sylvanas which to be fair could happen in a Nihilotha raid zone because there's clearly some trickery going on there with Nazoth and everything else. The current word on the rumor mill is that she kind of saw all this coming and she is going to martyr herself and everything, all the machinations that she's had over the course of this entire expansion has been to get the Alliance and the Horde to work together. Martyring herself so that the Horde leaders pull together and work with each other. But what's her gain? By, by murdering her. She dies, I imagine. That would be her game. Dies? Like, finally dies? Yeah, finally dies. Death as an escape. Okay. I could... So instead of her... So instead of, like, Grosh, where, where Grosh didn't want to die, Sylvanas wants to die. She could very well do. Remember, she wanted to die at the end of Wrath of the Lich King. She tried yeah. to kill herself because she couldn't kill Arthur's. Interesting. There's and there's th a lot there's a lot of stories that are left to be told right now. There is um, everything to do with the Shadowlands and everything else, and uh, Gold Tarok and uh, everything to do with that story. Um, I think the Black Empire is where they're pushing. It means that we're going to get another expansion full of purple, though, like Cataclysm. So. Hey, it's falling along. I mean, or no, it's not, it's not quite falling along in the because we had our green, then then we haven't had our blue expansion. You know, for a while there was the expansions like the blue, green. Yeah. It's, but a, it's interesting. Did you enjoy the cinematic at least? Because uh, it yes. seems it seems to be, uh, it seems to have been very divisive in terms of, uh, what people's reaction was to it. Because we were expecting to see more than just a shadowy tentacle, I assume, is... I think people wanted to see Nazoth. I don't think they've... I don't think they've got the complete Eldritch look down for him, even though they had the idea for Nazoth in Hearthstone already and what he would look like. I'm gonna... Definitely, um, people will call me a fan gnome for some of them, but say, I trust that the story team knows where they're going with it. So... I, I thought the, the cinematic was, was really cool. I was a little confused only because, like like I said, I, I expect like a big bad to be like, you know, you know like finally like that, that that cliffhanger at the end of, of, of an episode be like, ha, 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 I'm going to take you down. In this one, it was, there were a lot of there were questions, but I still trust where they're going. So I was not disappointed. And I just, 
I know that the story team has a plan. And they, they, they've got the plan for where they're going. They have to know where they're going. Like, uh, yeah. the next expansion team is already working on this the minute the Legion ended. So they're working on what's going next. The big rumor mill right now is apparently that we're getting another world revamp in 9.0. Um, that's not the 4chan thing, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it was the latest 4chan post. Um, but in terms of where the big law guys have looked at this is that when it's talked about her third death, uh, it will usher in the uh, old gods coming. They're now looking at Ajara with her first death being when she died under the water and was transformed into a Naga. Now she's just had a second death and brought back to life. And then her third death will probably be whenever we face her next. Enter. And would her and are they saying that her third death would bring upon like the apocalypse? Uh, we'll bring around bring around the the old gods coming, yes. And it's again ties back to one of the uh Ilganoth whispers, so Okay, and just so I can uh, understand better, so by her dying three times, they're they're angry, or it's just it's just part of the prophecy, or it's part of this prophecy that Ilganoth's done. Um, let me bring up the Ilganoth whispers quickly. But essentially, it was um, yeah, it's it's one of the one of the things that Ilganoth has uh, said. Let me see. Now, is Ilganoth talking about Ashara or Sylvanas? Ashara. Okay. So, Savannah has already died more than three times. Okay, then, then, then that, yeah. that clears up my my question. So, so I... some of the whispers that we can go through here. So, flesh is his gift. He is your true creator. So, we know that that's the curse of flesh that they're referring to. Uh, to find him, drown yourself in the circle of stars. So that would be die where we are in the thing, in the in the last fight for, uh, in the eternal palace. The King of Diamonds has been made a pawn, which again has is uh, divulged to us by Ashara in that boss fight. The Lord of Ravens will turn the key. So there's been no real thing that we know about this, but it's been um, the people think that we're going to see more Medivh, or it could be that Cadgar's going to make another appearance. The Boy King serves at his serves at the Master's table. Three lies will he offer you. So, this has been uh, a couple of things. Especially if you play the Horde campaign, you see mention of Sylvanas saying that Anduin has lied to his people and various bits of pieces. So, interestingly enough, there, there could be something where Anduin has been slyly pushed as well. Um, her heart is a crater and we have filled it. A lot of people thought that this was referring to Jaina and her sadness. Uh, but it's actually Azeroth itself is what it could be referring to. Hmm. Uh, five keys to open our way, five torches to light our path is obviously uh, a reference to the, um, the, the Titan items that we found during Legion. Okay, yes, all, yep. all, all the different yep, all the different zones. Yep. And at, at the hour of her third death, she will usher in our coming, which means that there is probably going to be a big old god thing when Ashara dies for a third time. Is what the the law guys now think. From the earth he draws strength, our earth, our strength. 
assumably this could be Thrall, uh, but he's lost his Shaman powers, I assume. So one would make, one would believe that that is now talking about Magni, maybe, or there's something else going on there. And then its surface blazes bright, masking shadows below. Now, I'm assuming that that talks about the heart of Azeroth, as we talked previously last week, that it's been turned more into a dragon soul, which has um, old gods' shadows underneath. Or it could be talk, talk about Azerite in general, because every time we see Azerite out of the world, it's a very bright gold and everything else. And just so I can, uh, just for, for, for me and for anybody listening, these whispers, these are, are from this... Are from this raid or they're from a different place? no they're from uh the emerald nightmare they're from okay, the eye of ilganoth yeah because i i was just trying to to make sure that i was catching where this was and i, and, and I saw that so yeah this is a, a legion raid yeah however i will tell you this i was randomly afking in on my flying mount in uh nasjatar yesterday evening um, close to where the void tenders are near the harvesters or the legs and that it's like in the northeast area of the zone and in about two different two different half hour periods there I got two whispers now bear in mind I don't have the Nazoth helm on and it was just an unknown presence was whispering to me interesting I'm gonna see uh, if I can find was this for it have you cleared the raid on your uh, normal on your character no. okay so so this is before before you, your your character would have seen the cinematic yes okay i'm just trying to see if i can find something regarding this but it doesn't look like it because i have the eye and i've been getting i've been hearing whispers every once in a while in different areas, and, and and the areas that, that I've been getting whispers are very interesting when when I've been when I've been getting them. I can't hear what it's saying, but Nazoth's been whispering to me a lot. He he'll do that. He'll he'll do that. He'll have a he'll have a chat about you. So it's, no, it's we don't kill Titan's Creed yet. Later on, Can you oh, stop sorry. talking to the Tentacle Helm, please. I'm sorry, and I'll get your Frosty later so uh there was actually uh an entire post uh about six days ago after uh after the cinematic came out over on wowhead regarding uh ashara's third death and the final boss of bfa it was a whole cinematic analysis and everything else and bits and pieces so there's no there's no real talk on any of the new whispers yet so i'm not sure if this is something that i've just stumbled across but um it is really interesting that no one really is talking about this at the moment but um, well and the, there is an eerie aspect to nashtar i mean i and not to say it's queen Nazar, but there's something there's something off about the whole zone in, in, in a cool way that you can tell a presence is there uh yeah no absolutely it's um there's definitely something, and they're, they're obviously working with the Void and the Old Gods and everything else, and it all leads towards what everybody's, what what, what this 4chan post was really pointing towards, with how it's going to be easier to get everybody on one page 
because then the story's easier to write when the faction imbalance isn't there anymore. So, oh, I agree. Because I was it you or or somebody else would have about like the fact that we have changed that because of social media, because of Discord. There's really no real reason for the faction divide. And I think it was something that we might have talked about a couple of episodes ago. And with WoW possibly declining in subs, I would say, too, there's no reason to divide factions. I mean, when WoW is the only king in game and stuff like that, you could have divided factions of communities. But now, let's all come together as players. Let's let's find a way. Find, they'll find a way, some way to retcon PvP to work where you can still fight against the horde and do all that stuff they'll make it they'll make it work but i i i would love just to see the faction somehow go go away i think it'd be cool um again a lot of this stuff with this apparent uh leak of information leads to the cities being given a re given a touch-up essentially to make them look more race racial themed and everything else whether we and, see whether we see a proper return of the park, so now that night elves and the worgen have someone to stay, would be uh, interesting. But um, if it means that, like the battlegrounds are really the only PvP type thing that exists, other than war mode, you know, and it's just kept to honorable battles, and it means that you know we can party and group up with a horde and alliance people in the same group, because mercenary mode is already a thing. But if yeah. it means that we could find everybody in, like, the dungeon finder, it would alleviate a lot of queues very quickly. Yeah, and, I mean, we, we have to be realistic. Subs have dropped with, with, with WoW. I mean, even from its peak. I'm talking about this from its peak and not even just a backlash reaction to BFA. and B Subs just good, have dropped a lot of um, competition. Final Fantasy XIV has been kicking butt. I mean, so it makes no sense... To have barriers on player groups yeah like the were i i still would love very impossible dream i would love to get rid of all realms and go to one mega server i, I again that's that's a very impossible dream it is very but that's dream. uh who knows though with how layering tech will work in classic because if it works properly then mega servers might actually be more of a a dream the problem again comes with names and everything else yeah but Hey, I'll, I'll be fine being Frasley5543. So. Well, I mean, especially if you're going to turn Mechanome, I guess. That'll be more fitting. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's that's a good chat. I want to talk about the, the Race to World first. So Yes, because last time we had Method and Red Bull splitting ways because of, of a couple of different like, differences and the Twitch chat. And then... Two developments have, have come up with that. So we had over the weekend Red Bull announced their coverage and they're working with limited pieces, which is what uh Sko had mentioned in their chat. And then did you see today? Some people from Limit are working with Red Bull and with Method. So there what, are a, there are a couple of guilds that uh are available on both streams. One of the big ones right now is uh Big Dumb Guild. Uh, as we're recording this, they uh, they'd already done some heroic splits. Uh, they got the they they decided to go to the Bayamoth first rather than Radiance Vasharas, whereas Limit went to Radiance. So Limit got the world first on Radiance, and Big Dumb Guild got the world first on 
uh, the behemoth itself, the big underwater fish. They limit kept on pushing Ashara, whereas Big Dumb Guild went uh, took a few tries and decided to go get more gear. So they're now at a higher item level, we think, than Method, and they're they're back to pushing uh, Ashbane at the moment, which is and cool. So, but they're available on both stream sides. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, but what we thought was still going to be true, I mean, Method Stream has got about three times the amount of pull as the Red Bull Stream does. Uh, the Limit Streams itself has more viewers than the Red Bull thing. Uh, handing credence to the fact that the guilds themselves actually hold more of a... Uh, push rather than Red Bull, which is probably not going to see a good turnaround on Red Bull's part, but who knows, it might lead to more people just working with Method itself uh, while still doing their own streams because it looks like it's a setup where they've got uh, screen shares of, or like they're restreaming the actual content with permission. So, it could be interesting. It, it's been an interesting watch. Uh, the I've had the Red Bull on but muted because I don't recognise half the casters, whereas... The casters on uh, the method side is stuff like Preach and Bay, so Final Boss, Preach Gaming, uh, a couple of other guys as well. It's there's a lot there, um, and those are the type of casters I enjoy watching anyway, and like watching their content. So it's just stuff. Whereas the other guys just seem to be WoW streamers of different levels, like. I know that there was a couple of streamers on the Red Bull side who haven't touched 7.2 or like the BFA or live servers and they did a couple of days streaming to catch up with all the information. But wow. all, all of the big people who had played 7.2 were either already tapped to go to Method or were already going to go to Method or um, were raiding Mythic themselves. Uh, so they didn't want to go and not be able to raid. So that's that. 7.2 is quite long. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, wow, they haven't touched everyone too. Wow, they've really not been playing for a long uh, time. It, there's a lot of guys, a lot of the, the big casters that are over on the Red Bull side are people who are specifically classic players. Okay, wow. But they're big in the WoW community, so that's why they've been tapped. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. You, you, want somebody, you want somebody that can hopefully bring names to what you're doing. True. Um... But it's a uh, between classic and BFA, they're very different games. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's interesting though. Um, I've been watching it, and it's it reminds me a lot of when I was doing Mythic progression back in the day, uh, or heroic progression because Mythic wasn't available just yet. Was it? Yeah, it was. Um, no, Mr. Pandaria heroic. Yeah, it wasn't available until the end of that. But it was. Um, it was good fun. I, I enjoyed Mythic Progression and everything else. I'm doing this again, but it, it's a it's a long push. Like I don't think I could do Bleeding Edge Mythic raiding. No, and I are they are they the ones who they have people on shifts? Sorry, I I, I thought at one point I thought like with some of these like they have like 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 pe people are raiding and then they're and then people are sleeping and then and then people wake up. The people that are so. The, the way it works is that, uh, the, I mean, Method are now, instead of just pushing all the time, they decided to do day raiding, which they've decided since this expansion. So they just keep a normal um, 
a normal sleep schedule essentially. So they get up when the server resets, they'll go and do eight hours with the lunch break in between and do it. But they've got benches and they've got people farming islands and mythic pluses in the background until they're needed to jump in um, just to go and get stuff done. Um, I don't know. It's There's a lot there to be done, really. Um, but no, it's. I don't think anybody really pushes. Like, I think guilds still go take sleep and everything else after Smart. a big old push. But um, we'll see. At time of recording, uh, EU has got seven hours until the raids are open, and that's when I assume uh, Method will be pushing after they open their boxes and everything else. They might decide to go and push Heroic first to try and get that extra little bit of gear, considering that with the fact that all the actual guilds are streaming, they know that they're going to need even more gear for Ashvane. So what they've been able to do is they've been able to use the last day of the reset in the EU. Uh, thank you, US beta testers. Um, to get that extra set of gear that they needed to try and, you know, burn coins and everything else to get that gear level. And then they'll probably try the heroic push tomorrow before they go into Mythic or because... You know, if people, if there's, if, if guilds are still stuck at Ashvane, then there's no real worry. The only thing they're going to be missing out on is time to uh, perfect a strategy and bits and pieces. Now, the the thing about the thing about BOD, if you look at the world first race for Desire Law, it was uh, pretty much a one boss raid. Like everything seemingly went down quickly, with the exception of Jaina. And, and then Crucible of Storms was obviously very different because there was no gear increase. So it was just about making the raid hard. Whereas this is a gear increase on a new level of tier. So with the fact that Ashvane is such a DPS check. That it could mean that either everything after it will go down really quickly. Which could be why they did a hotfix change to the way the fourth bo uh, the fifth boss works in there. The uh, or Orgozoa I want to say. Um, because they changed her phase two transition from a three and a half minute to uh, 40% health, so that as gear progresses, uh, it feels more natural to push through it rather than being time restricted. Because otherwise, you'll just get to a point later on as gear progresses and expansions move on that you'll beat it before it transitions to phase two, so stuff like that. Yeah. But we'll see as it goes. Um, I'm definitely going to... I've got this to edit and then I'll be calling it a day. And then I'll probably be up first thing in the morning to try and watch the uh, the world first race continue. But we'll see how it goes. So, And I've I've, try, I've tried to, to not get into like a camp of one versus the other. Because I, I think it's... It actually, it's fun that there's this competition. It's fun because it's going to raise... It's going to raise it for everybody if everybody's competing... And like, what's cool is right now in a window. I'm I, I don't follow all this because I, I don't always follow sports. But it's cool that I I can see two different streams right now going of multiple stuff. So I mean, really, we win in this whole race for the world first. And yeah, like, this is what we talked about last week. It's uh, the consumer of the product wins. Yeah, the only and, way the way the only way you could get better for the competitors involved. Is if we finally get um, a global release for raid tiers, the same way that we have a global release for the game now. Yeah, and I can see that coming 
I think maybe they want to do the the the, uh, the 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 game just make sure that it that's working. I think at some point we could see a global release for everything. And did you see that WoW actually tweeted out about the race for the world first? Yeah, they so, linked both Red Bull and the Method stream. So they they acknowledged it because uh, Kaden was saying it's typically after the fact, relations. But WoW is actually saying, "Hey, go watch these." So it, it's that's really cool. Yeah, I think it's because they're taking more of a stance saying that, um, you know, it is a thing. Because they, they re, um, Blizzard is taking more of a stance to try and make their PvE competitive. That's why we actually have the, uh, the Mythic, the, the Mythic Dungeon Invitation or the MDI. So, like, they know that it can be made competitive and they know the race for World First is competitive and they know Crucible of Storms lasted a week. While um, the invitation, the MDI is something that can take over several weeks slash months to, you know, get to placements and everything else. Whereas this is, can be however long. And only Blizzard knows how they've internally tuned things, you know, so. Yeah. And that's a much more controllable environment. Whereas, like, like we said last week, this is harder to be like, because stuff could turn. And, and, and you could even have a guild that's not even covered when the race for the world first. Absolutely. I mean, there, there could be some un, unknown guild out there who's been working for a long time now what is there a possibility that there is a, a guild we don't even know i mean like or do we have this tracked well enough that somebody's able to see in some api there's always a, uh, a a way for a guild to get through the cracks but um if anybody really wants to push world first and they want that kill they'll immediately get the guys who did the kill to log out quickly to re rebuff the server and then wow progress will track that so well, Ralph Progress always tracks the uh, the the guild kills and everything else. So, and there's uh, if you actually go to uh, I've actually got the link here. If you go to method.gg/raidprogress, there's an actually um, I say it's live updated. You have to refresh it every time to try and catch up with stuff. But um, there there's a uh, it basically shows you at the top bar. It shows you the the kills on. Uh, each of the bosses, if you click it, it tells you who got the world first kill. Uh, I believe the front page will also be updated with that. But then there's updates by uh, Starim, uh, who will, who generally just updates with the kills that uh, teams get, and all that information is generally pulled from WoW Progress. Okay, so so it's it's a lot harder for you to be like have been far. Because some API is going to track it somewhere. Someone's going to see that. Somewhere. So if a US guild that's not streaming it decided to come out of nowhere and manages to kill Lady Ashvane, they'll immediately get their raiders to log out and then it'll up and then it'll push the armory and then wow progress if because there's always going to be someone that's there refreshing uh the top it by top kills and then if a guild comes through with having killed Ashvane that's not on the stream then uh all of a sudden it, they'll be added to wowhead it'll be added to uh, Method.gg, and then people do it. It's like um, pieces. Pieces didn't stream uh, for Crucible of Storms, so no one knew where their progression was at. And then all of a sudden, bam! They killed uh, Unet on Mythic. So it, it's 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 interesting. The entire um, <clears throat> the entire the entire um, race to World First and the streaming thing is it's very very interesting. Very good to see. Especially this this time through, um, yeah. Where we've got lots of different variety in terms of the streams. 
of who's streaming and everything else it also means that we get a lot of consistent uh, continuous content like both the method and the red bull streams are 24 7 streams until the world first is over wow because we're going to have us and the us will probably call it a day when the eu guys open and then you'll have the eu guys go for about 12 hours and then the us guys will probably go for 12 hours that is amazing uh, and and yeah seeing the the production that quality of both streams i'm like that is imp that's impressive and and also so as a uh, caster the uh the gear they have I'm like oh that looks amazing it is good um i'm looking forward to see how it develops and we'll probably talk more uh if the race to world first is continuing or if it's finished by the time we sit down next time uh, yes. and talk more Azarothian bits and pieces. Um, but yeah, what are your goals for the next week, Mr. Fraz? I presume aiming to hit Revered? Yep, I'm just going to keep plugging away at the different uh, dailies and stuff like that. Like I, I'm probably going to log in after this and just push through on a few things. Because I'm trying to clear dailies, trying to clear... Because like, by doing that, I am making progress. So, um, and then once they get flying, the, who knows what I'm going to do after that. But, but yeah, that, that's my goal is like just that one hour a day. And when I'm not streaming, I'm, I'm listening to podcasts. So I'm kind of getting caught up on, on, cause there's a lot of great podcasting content, including there, this one. There is a lot of great podcasting content. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you something else I did do today, which I forgot. I didn't talk about. I actually did the heroic Warfront in, um, oh. the battle for Stromgard. The heroic opened up. I had because I because I I did not know that that was all because like that was not in the patch notes. So I didn't know that that actually so did come out. Heroics are available. The quest is available once you finish the quest for the normal okay uh, warfront for the week. So, but it is pre-made only. It's interesting. It's a very different level of difficulty. Um, and you actually have the opposing boss attack as well. So it's very it's very interesting how it pushes. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'm going to be interested to see how heroic Darkshore goes when that opens up. Yeah. Could you see a heroic or a mythic version of this? Uh, I hope not. Um, but if there's demand for it, I it wouldn't surprise me if Blizzard decide to do it. But I really hope they don't do mythic. Heroic is good enough. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It already gives like the quest for the quest for doing it in the week already gives a, a four thirty bit of gear, and like a thousand, I think fifteen hundred Azerite. So, I don't think there needs to be a mythic version. I think it adds too much to it, and heroic heroic's a decent level of difficulty for what's already there. That will change as people get more gear, but it's it's good for what it is. But yes. Mr. Frasley, that I think we're about time for this week right now. It's been a nice little chat. Yeah. Um, where can people around the internet who listen to this show but don't know who you are, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at FrasleyTastic. And then every week you can find me at GnomePodcast.com. I just talked with, with uh, Ali's husband, Brandon. Had a great talk about D&D gaming and cars so Ooh. always fun and, and it, what i love about it is being able to learn more about people figure out what makes that person tick 
and not just the tick in their ear. Fair enough. Uh, you can find me guys as always around the internet at Titans Creed for my main Twitter. You can find me at Gaming Phoenix for my anything gaming related and bits and pieces. Uh, you can find this podcast uh, on all the good podcasting websites as well as you can find the vidcast of it which is streamed live on Twitch. You can find it on youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions on a weekly basis. And you can find me on Twitch streaming about five days a week on twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. Thank you very much for watching, ladies and gentlemen. It's been another fantastic episode of Stories Around Azeroth. We'll be back sometime in the next week with the next episode. Hopefully we'll be back to our normal scheduled um, show unless something arises in personal life. Until then, though, ladies and gentlemen, as Mr. Frasley does always like to say, Be awesome. Indeed, be awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next time. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Thank you very much for joining us. Until next time.